So the title of our conversation this morning is The Case. I am a lawyer this morning. I have been sent by the lover of your soul to build a case and to convince you, all right, and not confuse you beyond every reasonable doubt that God's will and God's plan for you is a limitless, prosperous life. Did you hear that? So if I have done my job well today, you are going to leave this service agreeing with God that it is your destiny in Christ Jesus to have an unlimited life and to have a prosperous life all around, all around. And that will make sense shortly. Glory to God. Now, just because this is the first one, in every life class service, we're going to give a disclaimer. And the disclaimer is going to sound something like this. Are you ready? I need those sound devices so that I can choose my own soundtracks from here. When I want, ding, 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 ding. I want to be able to choose it from here. And this is going to be the disclaimer. In the course of this teaching, principles from God's word will be shared. Just in case you hear something that sounds like a health advice, please consult with your doctor. Just in case you hear something that sounds like a financial advice, please consult with your financial advisor. And just in case you hear something that sounds like a spiritual advice, please consult with your pastor. Glory to God. You guys are laughing. That disclaimer is going to, it's going to be life-saving. <laughs> Glory to God. That is number one disclaimer. The other thing I want to introduce you to is the family that we are going to be learning from, Mr. and Mrs. Jubilee. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to be telling you things about Mr. and Mrs. Jubilee as they put God's words to practice. So you can see that someone is doing it and you can also. Glory to God. Genesis chapter 24, we read from verse 34 to verse 40. The case for a limitless, prosperous life. The case for a limitless, prosperous life. This is God's destiny for the believer. I wrote here in my notes, and maybe we'll just get into it. If you fight prosperity, you cannot be prosperous. If you fight it mentally, if you fight it subconsciously, if you fight it with anything that is in you, you might as well just excuse yourself out of that experience. All right? And that is what we want to settle. The other thing I want you to settle is biblical prosperity is beyond money. Whenever God says, I will prosper you, please do not reduce God to an ATM or to a genie. He has more for you beyond any currency can capture. We live in a time where prosperity is associated with materialism. A part of what God is going to do with life class is to break the stronghold of such teachings and to bring you rightly to the place you belong. In the mighty name of Jesus, the word used to prosper in scripture suggests to arrive having had a successful journey. It means that on the way you were not attacked, you suffered no loss, the same set of persons who began the journey are the same persons who ended the journey, that you are not reduced, if at all you were multiplied, and that the purpose for embarking on that journey was, was accomplished. Did we talk about money in any of that? Uh, not at all. All right, so please, I want you to begin to open up your mind to receive God's word this morning. Genesis chapter 24, verse 34 to verse 40. 
And he said, I am Abraham's servant. This is Eliezer speaking. This is Abraham, the friend of God. True or false? This is Abraham who had a solid relationship with God. True or false? This is Abraham who God says, I know that he fears me. It is one thing for you to say you fear God. It is another thing for God to say that I know that you, you fear me. So please let's not take Abraham and God's relationship for granted. Abraham was rightly so the friend of God. When God will begin to model himself as a father of all the creation. And when I say creation, I'm not talking of the people on the earth. I think I sounded a bit better than this. I'm not saying of all the people on the earth. I'm saying of all the creation God made. Can you follow me? Genesis 1. Everybody got made. God scanned across time from when our world begins and when it ends. And God chose Abraham. That I want to demonstrate myself as a father, I'm going to use Abraham. I'm going to demonstrate my love, I'm going to use Abraham. I'm going to demonstrate my sacrifice, I'm going to use Abraham. I'm going to demonstrate the gospel, I'm going to use Abraham. I'm going to demonstrate death, resurrection, I'm going to use Abraham. This same Abraham, Eliezer speaking, verse 35. It says, the Lord has blessed my master greatly. And he has become very great. He has given him flocks. He has given him herds. He has given him silver. He has given him gold. He has given him men servants. He has given him maid servants. He has given him camels. He has given him asses. Do you know why God is comfortable blessing Abraham with all of these things? Because everything that comes in touch with Abraham ultimately belongs to God. All of the cars, all of the businesses, all of the employees, all of them, God knows that Abraham will teach them in the way of the Lord. It says, and Sarah, my master's wife, bare a son to my master when she was old and unto him as he given all that he has. Can you see what is going on here? Verse 38, but you shall go unto my father's house and to my, I think I jumped the verse. And my master made me swear, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife to my son of the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land I dwell. He says, But you will go unto my father's house, to my kindred, and then you are going to take from there. I'm going to make you to swear an oath, and maybe we'll come to that later. Can you see what Eliezer is trying to do here? Eliezer is trying to show you the picture of what a person who is greatly blessed by God looks like. Hello? Are you still in church? This is the life class. This is the foundation. If we get this right, then we'll get it right. Eliezer shows us that indeed, if you meet a blessed person, you are going to meet material abundance. But if that is where your definition of a blessed person stops, anybody can produce that. You don't need Jesus to have material abundance. Hello? I'm going to say that one more time. You don't need Jesus to have material abundance. I'm going to make a statement now that I will come back and explain. Jesus did not die for you to have material abundance alone. So Eliezer says, just before you begin to think, I am just a servant of one of those very rich guys that owns a lot of companies, one of those billionaires that just thinks I can destroy a company with one tweet. 
or I can be on the world's list of richest people, but indeed I am also on the world's list of saddest people. Eliezer immediately tells them that the greatness my master has is different from the greatness that the folks on four lists have. And that difference is, if you can take us back to verse 39, I, is it 39? Take us to 36. Let's look at 36. 36. It says, and Sarah, my, my master's wife, bear a son to my master when she was old. Why is he saying that? That the greatness of God in the life of my master is not just material, that is supernatural. It is not normal to bear a son when she's old. Hello. Hello. So the picture Eliezer is showing you that if all you see is material abundance, you've not met somebody who has been blessed by Yahweh. Because it won't stop there. They won't have all the money in the world and have no peace in their hearts. They won't have owned all the businesses and their marriages on the rocks. Divorce to divorce, side chick to side chick. Baby mama to baby mama. But we have money. That's not the kind of prosperity that my God does. Hello. So I wrote here the picture of a really, really blessed person. There's material abundance. There are miraculous results. Miraculous results. There is relational wealth. Relational wealth. That means that they have people. Somebody say people. Somebody say people. It says that God has blessed him with men and female servants. Men and female servants that it is their pleasure to serve Abraham. That means he was a good boss. That means he's the kind of boss that if you had issues with your rent, you can say, I, I need to talk to you, sir. And he won't say, what do you want to talk to me about? He's going to say, come over, come over, come over. Let's have a chat. Says, I'm struggling with my rent. Oh, you are struggling with your rent? How about I give you the keys to your own house? I believe that's the kind of boss Abraham was. And I believe those are the kinds of people God is raising in this place. In the mighty name of Jesus. Relational wealth, supernatural assistance. Eliezer begins to speak. He says that my master made me swear. He says, I'm sending you on a journey, but don't believe that that journey is going to be by you. The angel of the Lord, the God I serve, is going to go with you and is going to ensure that this journey is blessed. So if you meet a man that is truly made great and blessed by Yahweh, what do you see? Number one, you see what? Material abundance. You see miraculous results. You see relational wealth. True or false? You see supernatural assistance. And then finally, you see a journey and a story that brings glory to God. Have you had people talk about their story and it's only what they did? Only what they did. All the results they have is only what they did. You know, I'm, I'm a self-made billionaire. Started this company in my mama's garage. I had no money in the bank. But look at what we've built today, if you can believe it. You can achieve it. And I'm here to tell you, you can be anything you want to be. The same person leaves the stage and goes back to their cocaine. I don't want to be that kind of success. No, 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 not me. This company started with nothing. We just got a nice compassionate grant of $5,000. Today we're doing $5 billion in revenue. As he's talking and scanning the room. All the ladies in the executive, 
know that they have their dates with him. That is not prosperity. That is bondage. That is bond. That is rich bondage. Hey, bondage that has money. You know, I was meditating on this conversation. I discovered that God tells us about the rich fool in the Old Testament and tells us about the rich fool in the New Testament so that you will know that in your day and your time, you will have rich fools. The rich fool in the Old Testament. Does somebody know his name? Nabal. Wealthy? No sense. The marriage was on the rocks. Abigail was looking for a, for a way out. Oh, you, di- you didn't get that. How do you finish mourning your husband for seven days and you've packed your bags? It means your bags were packed. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. So what are we doing life class? Acts chapter 20 and verse 20. Acts chapter 20 and verse 20. Today is an introductory teaching. From next week, we'll begin to teach, teach practical tips. Acts 20 and verse 20. This is Paul speaking. He says, how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you. But I've showed you and taught you publicly from house to house. Now, in context, he's teaching them the administration of the office of the Christ as it regards to every area of their life. And that is what life class is about. We're going to use the wisdom that created the universe. The wisdom before time began. Devil did not create the word universe. Because when some of you had universe, like PD, universe, new age word, alert. So he didn't make the he didn't make anything for starters. Alright? It says nothing that was profitable to you did I hold back. Everything I unveiled it and I showed it to you. And that's what the Lord has instructed us to do. Everything that is profitable to you, we are going to show it to you. Hello. Hello. For instance, in the coming weeks, we are going to be showing you how to own your own first property. Hello. Do you even believe it? People are like, hmm, BD, you know, I tried before. You know, the mortgage broker said I'm approved for a house of 50000 You know, what can I even buy? Can't even buy a block. Or RV. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Some of you didn't really get excited about that. We will show you how you can pay off your mortgage. Will that one excite you? Will that one excite you? How you can give houses to God's house. Does that excite you? Does that excite you? See, there is a teaching of abundance that is how much you can keep. There is another teaching of abundance that is how much you can give away. If you use the teachings from these services to amass all that you will sit on. Do you want me to say what I want to say? Eh? <laughs> but if this, the position of your heart is that God, there's a lot to do in and for your kingdom. I want to be the one signing your checks. I want to be the one. If you are that person, then life class is for you. I am not unaware of the fact that many will come in hear these teachings, many will tune in regularly online and still use this to go and produce their own thing. You're on your own. When the devil starts knocking on your door, there is no spiritual covering for such frivolous living. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. All right. They say I have a few minutes more. 
I have to believe them because we have another service. <laughs> Glory to God. Very quickly, six reasons why we are doing life class. Six reasons why we are doing life class. We've already talked about the um, picture of the man blessed by God. Is that clear to us? So that picture must not stop at material abundance. The devil can produce that. He's skilled in producing that. Mammon is equipped to produce that kind of person. Number one reason, Jesus paid for it. Let me tell your neighbor, say, Jesus paid for it. Tell your neighbor, Jesus paid for it. Now, if you don't want it, that's fine. But if he paid for it, I am definitely taking possession of it. I don't know if somebody heard me. If my Jesus paid for it, then I am taking possession of it. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22. It says that the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich. And in that package, there is no sorrow there. There is no exchange of your soul. The prosperity of the Lord is real prosperity. It is well-being, spirit, soul, body, and it adds no sorrow to it. Hello? Hello? I said I was going to come back to this thought. Jesus did not die for you to be rich. True. But Jesus died for you to be rich and for the wealth to be a tool for his glory. Jesus did not die for you to just have a great marriage. True. But Jesus died for you to have the kind of marriage that can be a model for generations to come. Are you seeing the subtle difference? Can you see it? Can you see it? The blessings of the world are sorrow as part of the package. The blessings of the world have sorrow as part of the package. You are going to wake up at night wearing your gold chain, wearing your LV bathrobe with your $5,000 bathroom slippers in your $10 million house and wishing you could end it all now. The one Jesus paid for does not include sorrow. Do you understand? Do you understand? Which one do you want? The one Jesus paid for, right? Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Let's read verse 13 and verse 14. Galatians 3, 13. It says, yet Christ paid the full price. Somebody say full price. To set us free from the curse of the law. He absorbed the curse completely. This is the Passion Translation. As he became a curse in our place. For it is written, everyone who is hung upon a tree is, is cursed. Verse 14. Let's go to verse 14. Let's go to verse 14. That the blessing of Abraham. Do you remember the portrait of the blessed man? It might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Is that in your Bible? So the one Jesus paid for is only accessible in Christ Jesus by the Spirit. Any strategy, any idea that is not by the Spirit is not producing God's wealth. People did not hear that. You didn't hear that. Any, anything that you have to, they have to help you to arrange it. And arrange and arrange it. You now come and testify. Even God is saying, that was not me. That was not me. Don't, don't, I don't want that kind of testimony. You know what you did. You know where you went. Amen. 
Peter's voice is getting too loud. Number two, it is your inheritance. Jesus paid for it, and it is your inheritance. It is your inheritance. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 18. It is my inheritance. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord your God. It gives you the power to become prosperous. It gives you the power not just to acquire and to amass material substance. It, it brings you into a place where you have more than enough to give away. That he may establish his covenant which he swear unto your fathers. Every wealth that God produces is for covenant purpose. I don't know how much we are going to establish this. Because by the time you begin to get exposed to some things about your health, about your wealth, see, let me tell your neighbor, say take life class seriously. Because we are going to have dedicated sessions on health. In our wonderful precious country today, if you have an emergency and we rush you to the emergency room, just be prepared for eight hours. Just minimum. Hello? Hello? Just, just expect it. You might as well use the eight hours to pray. By the time you finish eight hours of tongues, you yourself, you know you are made old and you can walk back home. You cannot put your confidence in a system that is falling and failing. I saw a news. I thought I took a screenshot. I didn't find it on my phone. This week or last week, for the very first time, you know when things happen for the first time in law, there's something called precedence. You're establishing precedence. So when something is happening for the first time, there's a, it's a bit dangerous because that first time can now be referenced. For the first time, the committee or government body that regulates drug prices, for the very first time, instructed a company that recently increased the price of a medication by 3,000%. Did you hear me? The, if you want to Google it right now, the drug that can buy you a house. Guess what? That drug is for children. It's for children. Children with a certain kind of disease that affects their kidneys. Now, what kind of parent will not do anything? Anything. Anything. And I'm telling you, there's a way not just to enjoy divine healing, but to live in divine health. It is part of what we are going to teach our life class. That is what all-round prosperity means. Not that you have billions and you are sick and dying. There is a day that all of the king's horses, all of the billions in the bank, if money is what keeps people alive, there are some people who are not supposed to be dead. They are not supposed to be. Somebody say, it's my inheritance. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 29. We need to move quicker now. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 29. And if ye be Christ's, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Somebody say, heirs. So I am an inheritor. Let's go to the NLT. I think it will make it a bit clearer for us. If ye be Christ. It says, and now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. So the promise of rest roundabout, it belongs to you. The promise of health and wellness in your body belongs to you. The, the promise of having more than enough to be able to do every good work in your heart. Every good work. Have you ever been in a place where you said, God, you know, if I had it, I really want to. 
I am telling you what God is raising amongst us. Everything you really want to do. It's not going to be God, should I do this? You don't understand. It's not about whether it is there or not. It is God, are you the one sending me to do this? Are you the one telling me to go here? Are you the one telling me to sign this? It's not God, I desire to do this. But you know. In fact, one of the ways God begins to show you that you don't really desire to do it is that he makes the resources possible. So that when he says do it, your excuse will no longer be, it is not there. It will not be, well, God, you know, you know that there is this, you know, we were talking about this. Somebody said, Jesus paid for it. It is my inheritance. Number three, your wealth brings glory to God. Now, I can't say this outside. Hello. Do you understand? I can't go outside on public TV and say your wealth brings glory to God. Number one, you might not know who God is. Number two, you might not be interested in bringing him glory. But I can say this to you because I know you. And I know that your own story, there's someone that will hear it and will believe that God is good and that God is real. Is that true or false? Is that true or false? By the time I start sharing testimonies in the life class and telling you about Mr. and Mrs. Jubilee and some of the things God is doing in their lives and you begin to see yourself because I don't want us to forget Jubilee in a long time. That's why I chose that name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Genesis 24, verse 29 to verse 31. Genesis chapter 24, verse 29 to verse 31. Now Rebekah had a brother whose name was Laban, and Laban ran out to the man by the well. So it came to pass when he saw. Somebody say when he saw. He saw the nose ring. He saw the bracelets on the sister's wrist. And when he heard the words of his sister. So he saw first before he heard. Could it be that the reason why they are not listening, the reason they can't hear is because they've not seen. It says, thus the man spoke to me. You know, the man is speaking to you. Now you can hear the man. <laughs> because you've seen. You've seen all the cars parked outside. And they want to take your sister in marriage. Even if your sister is not interested, you will sit her down. And you will preach a nice sermon to her. Say, we don't know these people. We don't even know where they've come from. However. And he said, come in, O blessed of the Lord. Laban, Laban, O blessed of the Lord. Why are you standing outside? He says, come in. We have prepared the house for you and for your camels. We live in a very fickle world. Did you hear me? Our world does not know what true substance is. They think it is cars. They think it is houses. So God says, because I love that world, I will give you the cars. I'll give you the houses. So that they will see it, then they will hear you. Can you see the strategy behind these things? Because you are just stuck here. I say, it's not about the cars. The world is saying, I need a car. It's not about the houses. <laughs> if it's not about it, go. They want to see, then they will hear. And I pray for you that your own life will be a life that brings glory to God. In the name of Jesus. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 to verse 16. Matthew chapter 5. He says, you are the light of the church. Is my version correct? You are the light of what? The world, your world is fickle. There is something your world needs to see so that they can listen to the message you have to preach. It is high time we stopped misrepresenting our God. I was in the bus one day. I, I think I've shared this. Two bus evangelism 
experiences. The first one I will share at, at midweek on Wednesday. Let me share this one. I was there in that bus of, uh, back home in Nigeria. And I could sense, preach. 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 I like him, Holy Spirit, um, you know, I'm just, um, while I was, I'm just, I just said, praise the Lord. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, the person preached. What a terrible sermon. The one on Wednesday was a terrible sermon. I will share it with you on Wednesday. Very terrible sermon. But this one was not a bad, bad sermon. When the person was done, then somebody said, the conductor. I know Shay does not know what that means. Somebody said, the conductor. When she hears conductor, she's thinking of an orchestra, you know, and somebody conducting. Oh, okay, 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 okay. You know, we need to fly Shay to Lagos one of these days. They got to Oshudi. <laughs> Glory to God. They are telling me I have three minutes more. I don't know where this time came from. I'm just going to go on. Glory to God. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Where was I? So the, con no, not conductor. Conductor. The conductor was just going about money, money, money. And got to the person that just finished preaching. You, you see where this story is going? The person, they have money. Do you know what the conductor said? No. He said, you just finished preaching to us. In that moment, I brought out my wallet. I thank God that I had more than enough that day. I had to pay for the person. I've been in a bus where somebody paid for everybody. And then the conductor said, I want to say the way they say it. Uh, guys, take people. You scratch this place out. They don't pay for everybody. They don't pay for everybody. And people were like, oh, wow, thank you. Who paid? Who paid? And the first voice was, Jesus has paid for you. Now he has a message for you. Now, which, which message do you think will be more lasting in the listeners of the, of the two. The one that, but you just preached to us. You just finished telling us Jesus heals. You just told us Jesus blesses. We are not understanding. Your life is a contradiction. And I pray for you that your life will not be a contradiction. In the mighty name of Jesus. That leads me to number four point. Your health brings glory to God. It brings God honor. This one, it pains me a lot. Because I see a lot of people destroy God's temple. This one, my voice will be very loud on it. Every session we have on health and well-being, please don't miss it. And we will not designate a month so that you will make every life class. Because some people will say, I want to come for the health one. I don't want to come for the leadership one. I want to come for the wealth one. I don't want to come for the business one. Some of us cannot run businesses. You don't have to be able to run a business to own a business. Hello. Touch your neighbor. Say your health brings glory to God. Third John, third John, verse 2 to verse 4. I know you know verse 2, but I'm going to add verse 3 and verse 4. Third John, verse 2 to verse 4. Please, the person after me in the program, can you give me five minutes of your time? I promise not to beg again. You, you have given me? There's only five minutes. So that means the time is not right. Is that that this one is not right? Or that one is not right? Because life class ends at 10.30. That one is right. So I should use that one. Thank you. I have permission from the top. From the topest. 
It says, beloved, I wish above all things. Somebody say, I wish. That thou mayest prosper and be in health. Even as your soul prospers. Many times we stop there and we just walk away. It says, for I rejoice greatly when the brothers came and testified of the truth that is in you. So true prosperity will be produced by the truth. The truth that you know, the truth that you walk in. It says in verse 4, I have no greater joy than this, than to hear that my children walk in truth. So they know the truth about their health. They know the truth about their mental well-being. They know the truth about their complete, total well-being. Somebody say glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. So, number one, Jesus paid for it. Number two, it is your inheritance. Number three, my wealth brings glory to God. Number four, my health, my well-being brings God honor. Number five, the world is tasteless and dark without your impact. I'm going to say that again. The world is tasteless and dark without your impact. The world is tasteless and dark. And I pray for someone under the sound of my voice that desperation will not make you do the same thing you said you will never do. In the mighty name of Jesus. There are many people who have been pushed to the altar of desperation. And they've done things unimaginable. Left to the devil, that is how he wants to bring solutions. If you need that promotion desperately, the CEO is there. He fancies you. You know what to do. And imagine a world where that is the only way to get a promotion. Imagine a world. If you want to be a person of influence, you're going to have to join the occult. Because every member of this cult has influence across industries. Imagine a world where the only way to wield influence is by joining the occult. Such a dark world. So God is saying, I have my own people. I am raising them my own way. They won't exchange their souls at the altar of compromise. And that same influence that the devil is saying, bow to me, bow to me. I am going to give you, Jesus says, there is a better way. There is the way of the cross. There is the way of the cross. I am going to legitimately claim it back from you. And I am going to hand the keys to my children. But guess what? The enemy is still dangling it to believers today. Come and bow. You have been fasting. Where did the fasting get you all these years? So God is looking for examples. God, God wants to say, look at brother. But brother, it's something to be struggling. So God turns and then he finds us. Glory to God. Do you know how many examples you are going to give God in this church? Do you know how many? God will just say, look at, look at, look at PB. Look at him. Look at him seated majestically like a billionaire already. Glory to God. I think I need an autograph after this service. Someone is looking, looking like Mr. Jubilee. Glory to God. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 and verse 2. We're on Isaiah 60, all through edifice. Your world is tasteless and dark without your impact. Arise, shine, your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth. So shall darkness surprise the believer? No. It says, gross darkness, the people, but... But, somebody say, but, the Lord shall arise upon you 
and his glory shall be seen upon you. Somebody say glory to God. And number six, end time prophecy. End time prophecy mandates that there will be a raising of kings and a distribution of crowns. It is God's desire that as we wrap up time, and as there is an increase of the move of the spirits with miracles, signs, and wonders, in the same way, there will be an increase of true believers. True believers wielding covenant influence, using covenant wealth to advance the agenda of the kingdom. Did you hear that? So there is, this is a prophecy matter. God is looking for the men and women that will position themselves to be the ones through whom prophecy is accomplished. And I pray that God will find you. In the name of Jesus, Zechariah chapter 1, verse 17, Matthew chapter 24, verse 10. It says, Cry yet, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, My cities, through prosperity, shall yet spread abroad, and the Lord shall yet comfort Zion, and shall yet choose Jerusalem. Somebody say, Glory to God. Matthew chapter 24, Matthew 24, verse 10 to verse 14. And many will turn away from me and betray and aid each other. Many false prophets will appear and will deceive many. No doubt. We're seeing that happening. Verse 12. Let's move quicker. Let's move quicker. It says sin will be rampant everywhere. Does that sound like our days? The love of many will grow cold. Does that sound like our days? It says, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. Verse 14, which is where I'm going. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached where? Now, for Canada alone, if we want to cover Canada alone, you want to do back-to-back -back events, Rogers Center. You want to bring anointed men of God. You want to bring anointed singers back-to-back-to-back. -to -back -to -back. You want to do it for six months. Six months, Jesus everywhere in Canada crusade. Six months, back-to-back. -back. What do you think the budget for that kind of endeavor will be? Uh -huh. Who do you think is going to sign the check for it? It's me. Is it not me? It's me that will sign it. Do I have people who are also joining me in the room? Are they here? Our world will hear the gospel. And God is going to use us to achieve it. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you've been blessed, just rise up on your feet. And say thank you, Father, for your word. I am now in agreement. Consciously and unconsciously. Spirit, soul, and body. That my life is the life of the blessed man. My story is the story of the one who has been blessed. The one who has been made strong by the hands of the Almighty. There is nothing mammon has on me. It says the princes of this world, they come, they search in me and they find nothing. There is nothing in me that belongs to the devil. My life, my body, my health, my being, my family, my relationships, my marriage, my children, everything about me will bring glory to God. Thank you, gracious Father, because it is done. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. If you're excited and you know that you are that blessed person, I want you to jam those hands together and give the Lord a big shout. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at K-I-C-C-Canada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember you are a champion. God bless you.